You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. In 2019, 33,000 people were surveyed right outside here in the uh, Padres um, Park. The, the, the Petco Park. And so as people come by, they had a little survey going on. 33,000 people filled out a survey. And said, out of 33,000 people, 42% of people claimed to be unhappy with their life. They rated from 1 to 10, but they claimed 42% was a 3 or lower. 104,000 community college students in 2019 was interviewed and surveyed, also same survey from one to 10, 39% feel they lack purpose and they were unhappy, 39%. 9% of all of San Diego County, San Diego County from, from Camp Pendleton down all the way to San Isidro, 9% of San Diego, 9% is huge, 9% of San Diego has registered meaning they turn themselves into the hospital of some sort, committing suicide, attempting to commit suicide. 9% of San Diego has gone so far that they've gone to the hospital, and it's not saying they've actually committed suicide, but they've attempted to commit suicide. That's 9%. Now, here's something else. 9% suicide, 139%. Um, lack, they feel like they lack purpose and unhappy at the community college out of the Petco Park. 42% claim to be unhappy with life. 6% of San Diego, 6% of San Diego attends church. That's 32, 33.2 million people are unchurched that don't go to church. So keep those stats in your mind. 42% claim to be unhappy with life. 104 people, 39% claim to be lacking purpose and, and, and unhappy in junior colleges. 9% have registered in a hospital for committing suicide of some sorts. And 6% are church. 3.2 million are unchurched. So we, we ask ourselves, what, we, we ask the people around us, my friends, I said, why don't you attend church? I think maybe next week I want to bring around my nice fancy camera with me and have someone video me asking questions on the streets of the Italy and say, why don't you attend church? Well, when I asked some people on my social media a few months back, why don't you attend church? I have a little less than 5,000 people. A lot of people said this. They don't attend church because they feel judged, they're not good enough, and the hypocrisy in the leadership. That's the top three reasons why people do not attend church. You can still go to my, my, my Facebook, scroll back a couple months ago, and there's a lot of reasons why people post it. And that's the top three reasons people do not attend church. My friends, Living Faith Church is going to debunk all of that. I don't know if the word debunk is the right word. But we're going to attack every one of those issues. The not good enough. They feel judged. The hypocrisy in the leadership. I'm going to tell you right now, see, in other churches, they would say, oh, I'm, 
I'm Pastor So-and-so, I'm Mr. Holy Man, I can fly like a kite. You know, or like, oh, I'm I'm the righteous one. I can, oh, I forgive your sins because I'm not sinful. You're sinful, so I forgive. No, 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 I don't believe in that bull. Okay, here's what I say. I say I, I'm not the senior leader or the senior pastor. Instead, I'm the senior sinner. Okay, I'm the biggest sinner out of all y'all, and I challenge you. Okay, I challenge every single one of you who's a big who's a bigger sinner. You know how they have the biggest loser to show? Well, who's the biggest sinner? Hello, I win. Okay, so I'm telling you right now that is our church, and we have a slogan thanks to uh, to, to Mr. Cruz over there that says we are a church that's uh, we're, we're we're church for sinners by sinners, and that's the church that we're planting. We're starting here. Now we're planting, meaning we're putting to the ground, and it's going to grow. That's the goal, obviously. You know? so this right now what we're doing here is we're preparing for for little Italy, and literally we're preparing for growth from that point forward. So what's the point of this church? The point of this church is to see people, to help people discover their purpose. Say purpose. Purpose. To help them to see, discover their purpose, to live in power. Say power. Power. And to discover their God-given potential. Say potential. Potential. So the three P's is purpose, power, and potential. So tonight I'm going to talk to you guys quickly here about the topic of the purpose, power, potential, and the, the subject of my sermon is, what's the point? Right? Thank you, Casey, for putting it in. What's the point? Father God, we thank you tonight for your word. We pray, Lord, that you speak to us, and that as we tackle these, this, 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 this epidemic of San Diego, Lord, of the suicide, the unhappiness, of the, the dissatisfaction, the depression, the anger that people feel in their hearts, the brokenness in their, their lives, we pray, God, that you would be the one to bring the healing and that you would use us mightily for your kingdom's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what? People, everyone in this world wants to be happy in some sort of way. I've never heard of someone say, oh, I don't want to be happy. I hate happiness. <laughs> no, everyone wants to be happy. Who, okay, who doesn't want to be happy? Because you can scrub my... No, anyways, listen. So if you don't want to be happy, we can make sure that, hap that happens. Just joking, just joking. That's not... That's not Living Faith Church. But I'm just telling you right now, we all want to be happy. We all want to be accepted. We all want to feel joy. We all want to feel like, oh, I'm in paradise. You know, we, we run to two things. We run towards pleasure and away from pain. That's human nature. That's animal nature. Animals run away from pain and go towards pleasure. And so here's the thing, though. When we don't know what is the thing that causes pleasure, we don't know where do we get this happiness from. You know, they say, this is all scientific, is that they say that you find pleasure through serving. Keep it up to your mind. You find pleasure in serving. So somebody said, oh, well, I deal with huge depression. I say the question is, who are you serving? Because when you are serving someone, you live beyond yourself. You live, your purpose goes beyond yourself. And say, you know what? I have a reason. I have a purpose. And my purpose is to serve. You know, there's this whole book here by Rick Warren called Purpose Driven Life way back then, years ago. And it sums it up. It's for God's glory. You are living here for God's glory. So tonight, really quickly here, I'm going to talk to you guys about the purpose, power, and potential. And how this church exists 
for you and how we all exist for others. The first one is purpose. Our church is meant to live and, and help people live on purpose. The first verse here is Genesis 1.28, which is creation, God making Adam and Eve. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Say subdue. Subdue. Subdue it. Have dominion. Say dominion. Dominion. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on earth. My friends, this verse right here is your purpose in life summed up. Be fruitful and multiply. Okay? If you're not multiplying, you're not fruitful. Now, what is fruitful? Fruitful means you're producing. If you're not producing in life, you're wasting your life. You're to produce. You're to create. God says when he created Adam and Eve, he was left to make man in our own image. In our own image, talking about God's image. God is a creator. You are meant to create. You are meant to create music. You're meant to create pastries. Thank God. You're meant to, you're <laughs> meant, you're meant to create books and create people, <laughs> other people. You're meant to create. You are creators. So if you say, oh, I'm a creative, so is God. He's the ultimate creative. He has his own master class. Okay? So listen, God is a creator, and so are you. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue. Now, I look at the word subdue. You know what subdue means? Subdue means take control by force. You are to take control by force over it, over life. Have dominion. I love the word dominion. It means dominate over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on this earth. We are to be dominant people. I don't want to develop a church of weak Christians. I believe in developing leaders. Leaders develop leaders develop leaders develop leaders. And that is the whole point here. Is the purpose. What is the purpose, Stephen? Is to be fruitful and multiply, produce, do something in your life, fill the earth, take control of it, have dominion. You are to be dominant. You are to be... I don't believe that there's a... Oh, the male is alpha, the woman is... No, no, no. I believe that we're all meant to be alphas. We're all meant to dominate. Now here's the funny thing. It didn't say to dominate over other people. To dominate means to take control of the land. Back in the Bible days, land was so, so big. God said to Moses, I'm giving everything you set your foot on the land. So what is your sphere of influence? What land are you stepping on right now? Maybe it's college. Maybe it's a career. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a relationship, whatever it is, it is our job to subdue and take control and dominate. Next verse, Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what works? Good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship, which means we are his weak worker people. We are worker people for Christ to do good works. Which God prepared. Listen to this. We say, oh, I want, wait. <laughs> There's a story, right? We've heard this story before. There's this man drowning in the ocean. The man drowning in the ocean, and he says, drowning in the ocean, a boat comes by and says, hey man, come on, I'm on the boat. He goes, oh no, it's okay, I'm drowning, but I'm waiting for God to save me. And then the man says, all right, suit yourself. And a little rowboat comes by, 
a little rowboat and says, hey, bro, come on, you're stranded, come on the boat. So none of the army need your help. I went for God to save me. And then the rowboat goes away. And then we got other people coming in with a little, like, little you know, boards or whatever. It's like, hey, man, come on, come on the board. I'll help you out. No, man, it's okay. I'm waiting for God to save me. Then the guy drowns and dies. <laughs> and God's like, fool, what you up here for? I, I, you're not time to die yet. And then the guy was like, I was waiting for you, man, to save me. He's like, I sent you three sources to help you. And you didn't take it. My friends, the moral of the story is this. God uses each other for his glory. Someone say, oh man, God, I'm waiting for someone. I'm waiting for you to provide me food. Well, guess what? The food that God's providing for you, someone had to go pick it off the ground or kill that animal, slaughter it, bake it, whatever, cook it, and put it before you. you know, I love this is a book by, by TDJ called Soar. And the book Soar says, you're praying to God for a chair, but what he'll do is give you a, a tree. It's up to you to chop it. Or up to someone else to chop it up. And up to you to sculpt it into a chair. See, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. My friends, if you're questioning does God have a reason for me here? Does God, is there a purpose for my life? The answer is yes. You have a purpose. And the purpose is much bigger than yourself. It's much bigger than just to, just to, go, to go to work, pay your bills, take a crap, eat, and then sleep. Your, your duty is bigger than yourself. And again, this is not Bible. This is not spiritual. This is scientific. Science says that people who serve others are happier Look it up. Google that. It's, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Oh, God knows his plans for you. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you hope and a future. My friends, God's, God's plans for us is good. Can you nudge the person next to you and say, it's all good. It's all good. Just say, it's all good. Just nudge them and say, it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Understand this, is that God's plan, it's all good. Say it's all good. So, uh, God's plans for you is good, not bad. But I'm going through so much hell right now. How is this though? It's not God's plan. That's why you got to put in a prayer request so that we pray against that. If you're not living your best life, you're not living a life that's fulfilled more abundantly, Jesus says, to give you life more abundantly, we got to pray against that and pray that God gives you the life more abundantly. So that's the first point here is the purpose of this church is for giving people purpose. The second one is power, to give people power. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My friends, you have this guy behind you, backing you up. As you're facing whatever giants in your life, understand that God's back there, but I got your back. Have you ever seen those movies before with a little kid? It's like, a, like going to the big bully, like, hey, man, I'm going to tackle you down. And the guy just run off, even though he may not be able to, the people standing behind him does. They, they can tackle them down. You got someone behind you, backing you up. His name is G-O-D, okay? <laughs> yeah, you know me. No. So G-O-D has your back. He says, do not be afraid. 
Be of strong good courage, for I am with you. Matthew 17, 20. So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, I surely will say to you, If you have faith, say faith, faith. As, as small as the mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here and there, and it will be moved, and nothing will be impossible for you. I would love to have this kind of faith that believes in the impossible. So whatever situation you're going through right now, understand that you serve a God of the impossible. All that matters is, though is, uh, it says here, as long as you have faith as a mustard seed. You know how small a mustard seed is? A mustard seed, I mean, I can't even say how small a mustard seed is. It's like a, a quarter of a grain of rice. Okay, I see the rest of Asian. A quarter, so get a rice, cut that in four quarters, four quarters, and say one of those quarters, if I have faith as small as that, if I have faith as small as a one-fourth of a rice, you can speak to this mountain, move from here and to there, and it will be moved. The big word as small as a one-fourth of an Asian rice. Nothing will be impossible for you. My friends, that's huge. That is a huge statement. That if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, not rice, but as small as a mustard seed, smaller than rice, you can speak to your mountains. Matthew 9, 29. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. This is a big word that I, 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 I if I got tattoos today, don't, I'll get the tattooed all over me. According to your faith, let it be to you. You know, the, the, there's this whole new age thing that says like, oh, law of attraction. Whatever you're believing, you attract and you attract. But friends, it's been in the Bible so long before they wrote the book The Secret. Okay? <laughs> Just letting you know. Okay, I don't want to say I disagree with The Secret. Actually, I love The Secret. Jack Campbell's a very good friend and all those other guys who are on there. But let me tell you right now, the Bible has been saying everything the secret has been saying for the longest time ever. According to your faith, let it be unto you. What does that mean? If you're believing, oh, my life sucks. My life is miserable. My life is horrible. Nothing but bad things happen to me. Guess what? According to your faith, let it be done unto you. So you, you're prophesying over yourself. The moment you start bickering, complaining, and saying, oh, my life will never stop being sucky, or I always get the bad stuff, or I'm you're always going to get that. And it's law of attraction, but actually it's Bible. According to your faith, let it be unto you. That right there, my friends, is something that's huge. Now, here's the thing. When we talk about faith, faith is the power we're talking about here. Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The first part there. But without faith, without it, it is impossible to please God, Him. It's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is a currency to your life and mine. My friends, faith is a thing. Remember, as small as a mustard, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will speak to this mountain. Now, here's the question. Okay, faith is important. We all agree. Yes, say yes. yes. Faith is important. But how do you get faith? Next verse, Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god where do you hear the word of god hello in church so if you so you're telling me stephen if i hear the word of god and then 
I have faith, because faith comes by hearing, I have faith as small as a mustard seed, I can speak to a mountain and it shall be moved? Hell yeah, it will! You and I need to love the church, because the church is where you get the word of God planted into your heart, and when you get the word of God into you, that's where you begin to have faith stored up in you, and now you can speak to the mountain by faith, and it will be moved. It will be moved. You know, the Bible says that the Bible is broken into two parts. Old Testament and the New Testament. You know what Testament means? Testament is the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Do you know what covenant means? Covenant means contract. Contract. So here's the thing. If it's in the contract, it's going to be done. So Jesus promised us, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, it shall be done. Move from here to there. That's a promise, my friends. That's a promise. So here's the deal. When you see these verses, understand, oh my God, I'm hearing the word of God. I'm getting a little bit of faith as one-fourth of rice will mustard seed, and I'm going to go ahead and speak to a mountain and move from here to there, and it shall be moved. Say amen. amen. The third part here, so first part is we help people discover their purpose. Second part is Living Faith Church helps people live in power. And the third part is we help people discover their God-given potential. Ephesians 2.10, once again, this is a big verse that we've been using. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before that we should walk in them. You are created for Him, and for Him to use you to bless others. Listen, here's your, there, there, there are phases in life. You are praying for a miracle, or you're being a miracle. Those are the only two phases that you're in life right now. You're praying for a miracle, or you're going to be someone's miracle. Think about that. Ask yourself this question. Where am I at? Break down your life. Okay, my relational life, my, my relationship to friends, family, relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend. Am I, am, I, am I needing a miracle there? No, I'm not. So let me go and help someone be, be a miracle for someone there. How am I doing financially, economically? Am I needing a miracle, or can I be someone's miracle? Okay, how am I doing health-wise? Does that make sense? You're always one of two things. You're whether needing a miracle, or you're going to be someone's miracle. But God doesn't ever just, God doesn't, God doesn't come down here and say, oh, hey guys, let me be your miracle. He actually has sent Jesus, who is 100% man and 100% God, to be our miracle of the cross. He had it. Jesus was a person. So he uses people to be the miracle. That's what Ephesians 2.10 says. Matthew 20, 26, 28. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and give his life as a ransom for many. My friends, Jesus didn't come here on this earth to go ahead and get glorified. Yes, we're glorifying him now, but he came to actually serve us, to save mankind. In this time here, Jesus was actually washing his disciples' feet and said, let me serve you. That was the lowest of low serving. My friends, Jesus demonstrated here, he did not come here to be served, but to serve. That's how you know the maturity of someone in, in Jesus Christ. That's how you know. I remember so many pastors talking their conference says, how do you know maturity of a Christian? How do you know maturity of a person? 
is not by how much scripture they know. Because let me tell you right now, Satan knows all the scriptures more than you and I do. It's not about how theological smart you are. But it's how big of a heart of serving you have for people. Don't tell me that you're a Christian and you say, oh, I don't want to serve nobody. Okay, I'm saying right now, and you want to yell so hard. When someone says, oh, I don't want to serve. Oh, I'm available. I don't want to help homeless people. I want to, I want to help a, why would I help that person? Dude, what kind of Christian are you who don't want to serve nobody? Don't tell me those scriptures and you're, you're, oh, I pray because Jesus said you come to serve. He didn't come to be served, but come to serve. I'm sorry for everyone who's offended right now, but Living Faith Church, we don't care if you're judgmental. We are not judgmental. Okay, I'm just being real here right now. Can I be real with you guys? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, but if you're watching this and you're, sitting, you're, 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 you're angry at me right now, pray for me. Okay, just say that. But I honestly am so frustrated, my friends, to hear people who are so holy than thou. Oh, but Stephen, you know, other pastors say, oh, but I preach the word every Sunday, so I don't need to help nobody. Jesus himself, the man we're supposed to emulate, says, I did not come to be served, but to serve. You serve by giving. You serve by giving yourself up. My friends, that is your potential that God wants to use you. He wants to use you. He wants to say, look, you want, you want a miracle? Be someone's miracle. That is so weird. Jesus is opposite day every day. <laughs> the Bible is opposite day every day. You want to be forgiven? Great, forgive others first. You want to receive? First give. What? Because you do it by faith. You know, I'm going to serve even though no one's serving me. I'm going to give even though no one's giving me. I'm going to show up even though no one's showing up for me. I'm going to do because I, I, want, I want according to your faith let it be done to you. The, the, the law of sowing and reaping. You want to reap, you want, to, you want friendship, you got to sow friendship before you reap friendship. It's, it's the planting of a seed. Deuteronomy 8.28 Here's the thing for those who said, oh, well, I, I worked. And you shall remember the Lord your God for it is He who gives us power to obtain wealth, that he may establish a covenant which he has sworn to his fathers as it is day. My friends, you remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power, say power, power, to get wealth. It is he who gives you power to get wealth. I'm going to say this right now. Those of you who believe that Christians shouldn't be wealthy, read your Bible. The Bible says it's he who gives us power to obtain wealth. Okay, but understand this. The wealth is not meant for you just to have it for yourself. The Bible says our cup overfloweth. What happens when your cup overflows? It spills on everyone around you. Doesn't mean that you get less. It means it overflows. So if you're around a person and they're being blessed, everyone else around them gets blessed. That's why it's important to obtain wealth. I, have a church, I believe that we're going to be a church that will speak life into people to obtain wealth for the kingdom of God. John 10, 10, my last verse, my last time, please come up here, please. John 10, 10. Here's the biggest thing. I believe Living Faith Church exists. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. 
I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. We've talked about this many times. Polarities. I love that word now. Polarities. The polarity. If there's an up, there's a down. If there's a right, there's a left. If there's a in, there's an out. You're hot, then you're cold. You're yes, then you're no. Right? There's polarities. There's a thief. There's an enemy. We believe it's called Satan. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus saying, I have come that they may have life and life more abundantly. You know, we were talking about the idea of the name of the church, Living Faith Church. And one of the churches, one of the names that popped up, I really, really wanted to name it, was called The Abundant Life. Because I believe that we're called to live the abundant life. But Living Faith Church has been in my heart. The name of Living Faith Church has been in my heart since I was 16 years old. So we rallied it. But I believe our mission is to help people discover their purpose, live in power, and live out their God-given potential. People's lives are always are, are, are dealing with the enemy stealing from them, killing their dreams, destroying their families, destroying their lives, their mind. But Jesus is the answer. He gives us hope. He gives us life. And he gives it more abundantly. My friends, tonight as you're watching on this broadcast, or you're here tonight, they're saying, you know what? I want this abundant life. I really crave to live life abundantly. Not mediocre. Not half-hassedly going through life and miserable. But Jesus came that you may have life, everlasting life, but life on earth and heaven more abundantly. Every eye is closed, every head bowed. Tonight, if you're here tonight, and you say, you know what, Stephen? Yes, I get it. I, I, maybe some of you here tonight, or maybe watching the broadcast, maybe you're one of the people who, who are living their life and they would check box saying, I'm not that happy with life right now. Or maybe say, you know, I am one of the people that might have committed suicide at one point or another. Let me tell you right now, Jesus is your hope. There is nothing, there is nothing he wants to give to you more. He wants to give you more than life abundantly. The problems you're facing is not of God. God doesn't give you problems. He gives you blessings. He doesn't judge you. He loves you. We believe in the agape love, the unconditional love. So tonight, if you're here tonight, every eyes closed, every head bowed, and you're saying, Stephen, pray for me. I would love to start this relationship with Jesus. Just look up at me and wink at me. I'm just going to pray for you. Everyone's close with that now. I see you. I see you. Everyone just say this prayer right now. Whisper and say, Dear Jesus, I pray right now. I believe in your son. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe that you died and rose again. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Give me this abundant life. And may I start a fresh relationship with you. 
I claim heaven is my home. God is my father. And today is a new day. Let me pray for you. Father God, for those who weeped at me today, tonight, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would begin to seek your face. Thank you, God, that tonight they start their journey with a faith as small as a mustard seed. Speak to us. Reveal yourself to us fresh in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.